He first went to Israel at the age of 12. From that day on, he was captivated by this incredible country and her people. As he grew up and studied the Bible, he realized just how much we owe the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. Now as director of Ingrace Ministries, Pastor Jim Scudder Jr. strives to share the miraculous story of Israel every week on TVN. Ingrace stands with Israel and the Jewish people and prays daily for the peace of Jerusalem. We are so blessed to have had uh, the day we've had so far, and we thank you again, Consul General Cohen, for your remarks, and let us continue to vow to stand with and support the Jewish people. I preached a message, uh, maybe in September, on why we should bless Israel, and I agree with everything he said, but I'm going to give you something that is a level even deeper, uh, a scriptural reason from the Creator of why, not only why we should bless Israel, but how we should bless Israel. And when if, if it comes from Scripture, it's anchored so deep in the soul that there's nothing that's going to change the conviction to stand up and support Israel and the Jewish people. There was once an old man who was lying at home, probably in the last hours of his life, as he was on his deathbed. And suddenly, he smells something that surprises him. He thinks he smells chocolate chip cookies baking in the house. Well, he couldn't resist. And with all the last ounce of energy he had, he gets up out of bed and shuffles awkwardly, slowly into the kitchen. And sure enough, his wife is in the kitchen making chocolate chip cookies. And there on the counter, there's a batch cooling. And he shuffles over and slowly reaches out his not shaky hand and is about to take a cookie when his wife slaps his hand. She says, don't eat those. Those are for the funeral. For centuries, for millennia, there have been a lot of evil, wicked people that have sought to attend the funeral for the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. But they are still here. From Haman to Hitler, many have tried to exterminate, annihilate this people group. That has only done good. That has only helped the world and helped civilization and helped society. God has blessed them in unique ways. And they are successful. And they have been a blessing to people. And yet people have lied about them. And have gone after them in evil ways that we can't even comprehend. As I read about the Holocaust, I go from author to author. Jewish authors. Very educated people. They all, when trying to explain the Holocaust, can't. The reason is because there's a deeper, deeper understanding of why it happened. And I would say it has to be a satanic reason. That God has selected the descendants of Abraham, 
Isaac and Jacob for a unique purpose and a unique reason in the world. And there is a devil who hates God and hates his chosen people. That's the only explanation. And we did a whole series on the Holocaust. And we actually went to Auschwitz, Auschwitz and uh, Theresienstadt. And we followed the story of a local man who survived the Holocaust. And uh, we went to uh, the Holocaust Museum here in Illinois and filmed there. And uh, it, it was a sobering and, and really heartbreaking series to do. But we have to do it. Why? Because we cannot ever let that happen again in this world. So from Haman to Hitler, how is it that they've survived? Look at the map of Israel. This is a tiny country. It is hardly the size of northern Illinois. This little sliver of a country is the focal point of the world. All around Israel, countries have tried to invade and to annihilate them. And it has been even even the UN partition plan that gave them permission to be reborn. Uh, some recently have told me, I was at an event in Florida this week that they honored Mike Huckabee for his stand for Israel. And the, the man that I was talking to, a, a general, a former general for Israel, says that he believes that the partition plan, the British agreed to it only because they thought that there was no chance that Israel would survive the onslaught. And so it came on 1948, and that very day they, de- they declared independence. They were attacked on all sides, and in incredible, I say miraculous ways, survived. And it happened again in 1967, and again in 1973. This little teeny country has been attacked over and over and over, and there they are. If you are looking for proof of God... Past the obvious, creation, look around us. But if you're looking for more evidence, I say look no further than this miraculous state of Israel. I know that he's involved in in bringing them back to Israel, to their homeland. The Jew will never be annihilated, the Bible says. Many will try to get rid of them, and the Bible actually predicts a time of Jacob's trouble that I personally believe, is going to be worse than the Holocaust, is still in the future. That's why we, as Christians, need to stand up for Israel and the Jewish people. But Al-Qaeda, the Palestinian leadership, the Syrians, the Iranians, the Muslim Brotherhood, the skinheads, the neo-Nazis, all have tried to annihilate Israel, and they still are here and thriving Israel has never been stronger, and I have been there many times from a youth, and I have seen the progress of a nation. It is incredible what is happening in Israel. The places that were only desert when I was a kid are now full of life and are lush, and it's it's incredible. You need to go. You need to see this miracle. It's a modern-day miracle. Why should we stand up for Israel because God says we should. Look at Psalm 94, 14. The Lord will not cast off his people, neither will forsake his inheritance. You know, you say, well, then why were they dispersed? Why did they scatter? 
when uh, Rome finally got fed up with Israel and, and uh, did such terrible things, destroying the temple, destroying uh, the people, killing so many, and, and the last uh, holdout was Masada. And we always go to Masada. And we tell the story, never again, never again. Why? They were dispersed, and, but God had promised that they would come back. Look at Isaiah eleven twelve. For he shall set up an ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. And there Israel stands as a symbol, as a sign to the nations that there is a God and he's made a promise to bring them back. They were going to be dispersed because of uh, unbelief, but they're going to be brought back for a time. And there they are today from the four corners of the earth. And I've traveled. The Lord has blessed my wife and I. We've been able to travel around the world and we've been to some of those four corners, a poetic reference to the cardinal directions of the, of the world, north, south, east, and west. And we've been to places like India. There's Jewish communities there. Ethiopia, Jewish communities there. Europe, North and South America, we see Jewish communities all over the world. But God is miraculously bringing them back. And I've talked to so many in Israel, and we've interviewed people. We have a new show coming out about the yearning to rebuild the Jewish temple. It's coming out in about a week. We interviewed the people bringing over the red heifers to Israel and all of that. And the yearning that, why did, why did, you, why did you go to Israel? Why did you make Aliyah, which is to go up? Every time you go to Israel, you're going up. Every time you're going to Jerusalem, you're going up. You're making an ascent to Jerusalem because it's the city of God. Why did you go back? And they said, we felt this unexplained yearning to go back to this land. One driver told me, who was Jewish, he says, I felt like a salmon. I had to go back to the stream of my birth. It's like, wow, that, that drawing power of God. It's, it's predicted, and, and many of the prophets of uh, Israel predicted this as well. There are some that believe that God has replaced uh, the church with uh, Israel with the church. We reject that. We always have. Since the founding of our church in 1971, we've rejected replacement theology. Um, because God hasn't rejected Israel. God has put Israel on a back burner, according to our understanding of Scripture. But he's going to be dealing with them again in the future, exclusively with Israel. What, how do we get that in the Bible? We'll look at Romans Romans 9 through 11, in Romans 9, the apostle Paul, who was a Jew of the Jews, he hated Christians. He thought it was, he thought Jesus was a fake until he met Yeshua. He saw the light and he was convinced so much of the truth of it. He stopped persecuting and killing Christians and he became the leader uh, to tell the world about this, this, this God that had come in the flesh, Jesus Yeshua. And he wrote in Romans about his deep love for his kinmen. And he, he just wanted them all to know what he had found. And he had said in, in, in Romans 9, we don't have to look at that yet, but he said uh, that they were given the adoption and they were given the, the glory and the covenants and the law and the service of God and the promise. Do you know that Israel brought you your Bibles? Jewish people wrote your Bibles. Jewish people were the ones to bring us the Savior. Okay, you cannot be anti-Semitic if you are a Christian. You cannot be. But the Vatican in 1928 decreed that Jewish that the people formerly were chosen of God 
referring to the Jews. The Second Vatican Council in 1965 affirmed the centuries-old claim that the church is the new people of God. And I'm not just going to pick on the Catholic, Roman Catholic Church, I'll pick on the Protestants as well. One of the founders of Protestantism, Martin Luther, was friendly and, and biblical toward the Jews early, but later he was awful in some of the things that he said. No, if you believe the Bible, if you're a Christian, you have to love the Jews. You have to remember that all of the prophets and the priests and the kings, Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. David, Elijah, Aaron, Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. Now, why should we bless Israel? Well, but the Bible tells us to. Look at Genesis 12, and this is the covenant with Abraham. This is an unconditional covenant. Genesis 12, verse 1 says, the Lord says to Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. He was in a different place. God was bringing him to what would become the land of Israel. From thy father's house unto a land I will show thee. The land of Israel. The land of Canaan. And I will make thee a great nation and will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Has Abraham blessed us? He has blessed us. This covenant was given to Isaac and to Jacob. And it has been a blessing to us today. I will bless them that bless thee. Can God get any clearer than this? Do you want to be blessed? Do you want to be blessed? I want an answer. Who who doesn't want to be blessed? Okay, so what do we do? If you want to be blessed, I think this applies to us today. I will bless them that bless thee. Who? The descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Jews, Israel. You want a blessing? Bless them. You want a curse? Nobody wants a curse. And that curses to those that curse thee. Don't ever, ever not stand with Israel. I think when we're silent, we're cursing Israel. Don't be silent. And God will bless. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So let me give you uh, several things that uh, are ways that you can bless Israel. This is how, how we can bless Israel. Number one, stand with Israel. Stand with them. Much of the world will not. We had a congressman that represented us so well, Peter Roscom, and he was part of the anti-BDS legislation that Congress passed, and he was so proud of that. When I went to his office in Washington, he showed it framed on his wall. Stand with Israel. Vote for people that stand with Israel. Go to a church that stands with Israel. It's going to be a little bit hard to find. I'm telling you. I can't believe that people that that say they believe the Bible can possibly not stand with Israel. Stand with Israel. Number two, stand up for Israel. When you read those social media posts, when you hear about something, go stand up for them. My wife and I had the the privilege in November, sadly, the cemetery nearby was defaced uh, with swastikas, a Jewish cemetery. And uh, we went there, and we were there, and a family was also there, and they were taking pictures and video. turned out to be a former uh, investigative reporter, but his father's grave had been defaced. His father's name was um, Hyman Yellen. Hyman Yellen was a, a patriot. He was a fighter, pi- uh, a bomber pilot. 
or a, a bomber. He, he was in the, he was in the bombers in World War II, dropping bombs on uh, the, the, the country that was trying to annihilate his people. And there his grave had a swastika. We were there to stand with them and, and we told them how much we love them and appreciated and that how, how upset we were that someone had done this to dishonor their, their father and other graves were also defaced. So find those opportunities and go do that. Go do that. Now, now this one is so important. Go to Israel. Some of you are going to Israel in about two weeks. We have another trip scheduled for the same time next year. Go to Israel. Save your shekels. All you have to do is stop buying Starbucks. Okay? And then you'll have plenty of money to go to Israel. I also would implore you to donate money to Israel. You say, how? Well, I'm going to announce right now a new fund in our church. We're calling it the Bless Israel Fund. If you want to give toward causes that will bless Israel, we will commit 100% of your money. If you want to donate that, we'll go directly to Israel and bless Israel and give a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus. That is what we are going to do because we want to be blessed. And I believe that I preached that sermon, I think it was in September, on the reasons we should support Israel. And then we did a campaign in November started a campaign to pay off our million dollar plus mortgage and we have nearly achieved that goal. Is that because we are standing with Israel? I don't know, but I, I know it doesn't hurt to bless Israel. God is faithful. God is true. Bless Israel. I'm not saying you should bless Israel for financial reasons. I mean, God can bless you in so many ways and other ways that are so much better than money. Okay? But let us think about giving toward causes that will bless Israel. And then five, pray for Israel. This, I think, is so important. If you're praying for Israel consistently, then your heart's going to be for Israel and your, your thoughts will be for Israel and you won't forget about Israel. And so it is, Psalm 122, verse six, implores us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Let's say that together. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Keep reading. They shall prosper that love thee. Wow. Wow. We believe as Christians that Jesus is the Messiah. He's the Jewish Messiah. And because of that, we love the Jewish people. And those that are Jewish think that if they believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that somehow they're forsaking being Jewish. And I will tell you this, there's nothing further from the truth. If Jesus is the Messiah, there's nothing more Jewish than to believe in Jesus as the Messiah. How do we know he's the Messiah? Let me give you a quick illustration that uh, Joel Rosenberg, author, uh, a Jewish man, Israeli citizen, evangelical Christian, um, we'll be interviewing him again in about three weeks for In Grace. He uses this illustration. He said, if you were trying to call a person, you would dial a certain set of numbers, right? So if you're trying to call me, and here we live in the Chicago area right there, Okay, and you're trying to call me, you're going to first dial what? You don't even know my number, and I'm not giving it to you. So once you dial that one, you're eliminating all, all these other places over the world. So now you're definitely going to be calling somewhere in the United States. If you dial the next numbers, 847, you're going to be getting this area right here. So you're every number you're entering, you're narrowing it down. 
And if it eventually, I'm not giving you all the rest of these, if you keep dialing, <clears throat> you're going to get me. Okay? You're going you're gonna to reach me. You've got to dial all those numbers. And every number you dial, you're eliminating hundreds or thousands of people. And then once you get to that last number, there's only one. It'd be really weird if my phone rang right now, wouldn't it? <laughs> so using that example, let's see if we can find 11 points, 11 numbers, and see if we can find, using the Hebrew scriptures, the great prophets, and see if, if what they said will help us know who the Jewish Messiah is. Let's start in Isaiah 9. In Isaiah 9, 6, it tells us that, that there's going to be a child born. So we know that this Messiah is going to be a person, a human. And he's going to be born. The reason I say he is because it says next, a son is given. So we've eliminated. We know it's going to be a human. We know it's going to be a male. Okay? Think about that. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. There's another number of that. Who, who, who is this? It's going to be someone that is, that is Mighty God, that is connected to the Father. The Prince of Peace, the increase of his government... And peace shall there be no end upon the throne of David. There's another number. He's going to sit on David's throne. That means he's a descendant of David. This is really narrowing it down, right? Who, who could this be? Okay. And then it says in Micah 5.2, But thou Bethlehem Ephrata. Ephrata. We've been there. It's a beautiful place. And there were, there's many Bethlehems in the world because of this Bethlehem. But even in the day of Israel, there was two. There was a, a Bethlehem in the north and the Bethlehem just south of Jerusalem. And it narrows it down to this one, the southern one. Okay, Another point. And this was going to be a, a ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. And then back to Isaiah. Isaiah says that he was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? He was cut off out of the land of the living. So not only is he a male born in Bethlehem, sitting on the, going to be sitting on the throne of David, he's also going to be cut off. And this is hard for, for people to understand. The disciples of Jesus couldn't understand how Jesus could die. If he's the Messiah, he's supposed to be the one that's going to save them from the Gentile oppression. How could he die? But it was predicted. And it's predicted in, in Daniel uh, 9, 26. We don't have time to go there, but Daniel 9, 26 says it's going to be cut off. And then Daniel says it's going to, then the temple's going to be destroyed. So if you have to look back in history, before the time of the destruction of the temple to find out who this is. Okay, he died for the transgression of my people. Was he stricken, says Isaiah. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich. We're gonna try to find someone that was put into a rich man's tomb. It was predicted in other places as well in the Hebrew scripture. And the rich in his death, he had done no violence, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him He had put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. So now remember, he was cut off, but now all of a sudden, we're going to see his seed. His his days are going to be prolonged. He's going to come back to life, according to Isaiah. Okay? So you have 11 points there, and if, if we were to look back 
before the second temple's destruction in 70 AD, so it has to be before that, do we see a male child born called God in Bethlehem Ephratah, destined to rule from from his father David's throne forever, but died and was buried in a rich man's tomb and, and his days were prolonged? Do we find that person in history? I think if you look, you will find. How should we bless Israel? I gave you those reasons. But I'm thankful to the Jewish people and to Israel because of Jesus. Because the Messiah has come. I believe in him. And I, my life has been changed. Let us support Israel and the Jewish people. And that's why I want to support Israel. That's one of the main reasons, because of Jesus. Do you know him? He said, uh, he, these are his words, and we have it up on our wall. He, Jesus said, for God so loved the world, there's one God, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's a simple message. If you put your trust in him, he died on the cross to pay for our transgressions, to pay for our sins. He rose again the third day. It's a fact of history. And therefore, if you'll believe in him, trust in him, you will spend eternity with God. And it'll be a glorious thing. In the meantime, let's do what is right and let's stand for Israel and the Jewish people.